0: my name is Joe Jackson. I'm a journalist, author, interviewer and broadcaster. And it all began for me in a way on March the 1st, 1985, after I interviewed one of my music heroes, Leonard Cohen. I decided that night that I must track down more of my music heroes to talk with. As for Tom Jones, I wouldn't say he was exactly a music hero in the same sense that Leonard Cohen or Elvis or Joni Mitchell were. But I loved some of his recordings. In fact, one of the first singles I ever bought was Tom's early 45, Once Upon a Time which I thought was better than It's Not Unusual. I also owned Along the Way and love many tracks on his early albums, such as Along Came Jones, The Atomic Jones, Green Green Grass of Home and Thirteen Smash Hits, which remains my favourite of his early record releases. I've also since learned that Elvis Presley and his wife Priscilla felt much the same about that album. Speaking of Elvis, what follows is a fragment of the conversation I had with Tom the first time I interviewed him in 1989. This part is about Elvis. As I said earlier, I'm a huge Presley fan, and I had been aware that Tom and Elvis met for the first time while Elvis was making the movie Paradise Hawaiian Style, and that seeing Tom Jones in Vegas in 1968 was part of what inspired Elvis to stage a comeback in Vegas the following year. But what I didn't know, and by the way, this is not widely known, if it's known at all, outside Tom's circle, is that around 1969 or 1970, Elvis said to him, I've tried everything, meaning drugs, to try, stay sane. Nor did I know that according to Tom, or at least an unnamed female who visited Elvis at home during his final years, that the Memphis Mafia were rolling joint after joint for the man. It's all so sad.
1: That, uh, the, the, he, actually, hearing the thing grass at home apparently led to Presley weeping on, on his knees and the grace thinking he'd seen his mother. This is after he heard it on the bus.
2: Yeah, well, it, it started off with him, uh, he was driving oh, back from from LA to Memphis after he finished the movie.
1: But he then went into the house and he kind of apparently cracked up behind somebody. Did you ever see that more private, pained side of Elvis?
2: Um tortured? He, I, I could see there was something wrong with him. That there was, that he wasn't uh, completely But when you had your talks about the meaning
1: of life and stuff like that, did he never reveal? Oh yeah. Go right down to the heart of it. Yeah. Exactly right. you know, the
2: horror of that. Well, he gave me a book that um, I wish I had with me. It's, um, he read a book, a, a book, a small book once that, um, something about the, I can't remember spiritual title it? of it. Yeah, it's it's a, it's like an eternal it's eternal life. Right. I think it's called the eternal life, and it's about God being within you. It's all within yourself. Right. To believe in yourself, and he he read this book. He liked it so much that he had some printed up, right. and he gave them to people he liked. So he gave one to me, and he said, "If you, he wanted." He couldn't understand why I didn't take drugs or why I had never dabbled with them. uh, Do I ever get very depressed? And I said, no. And he said, well, then what makes you, how can you stay sane? I said, because I really love what I do and I enjoy it and take advantage of it rather than think of it as a, as a, as a, as a, I can't think of Sure. It so yeah. It to or, or, or a cross that you have to bear. But
1: you also would have a stronger base in your life in terms of family, in terms
2: of stable relationships. Could have been. Comfort. You know, could have been. You know, I mean uh, all these things when, when you when you grow up when you grow through them, you don't really know the effects that it's having on you. Right. You know, but i it must must have been something like that, because um first time we brought it up was when the Beatles were, were splitting. You know, and he said, why are, you the, why are the Beatles splitting up? And I said, well, they, you know, they've gotten mixed up. They've gotten, they've gone through funny things. You know, with the drug situation, they tried all different kinds of, experimented with, with drugs. He said, well, I'm you. And I said, no, I haven't done. No. And he says, look, I have done everything imaginable to try and keep sane which to me was was strange. I've nearly
1: gone mad trying to stay sane.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And he yeah. said he had done everything.
1: He had tried it. So that was around late 60s, 68, 69. Mm-hmm. One of your fondest memories of that night, of a night in 68, when uh, you jammed with him you bought guitars and he had these uh, notions about you and the Beatles and him. Was that just stoned jabbering, the idea of the Beatles plus you and him?
2: Well, I think it was, a you know, wouldn't it be? Fanciful.
1: Yeah. But yeah, he did but, say it. Parker wouldn't even let you and he sing together on stage. Would you have wanted to? Yes. And it wasn't on because
2: of... No, they used to watch... ...and all that stuff. When we would sing, um, the the, uh, boy that I had with me at the time, not a boy, he's a man, his name was Chris Ellis. He was my road manager. And from the old days, he used to drive the van in Wales and stayed with me for many years. When we were in Hawaii and we were jamming in the suite, he slipped a cassette on. And Joe Esposito walked over and knocked it off. So you don't have any type yourself of those No, they wouldn't allow it. And they they were always very uh, funny with cameras too. Even if we were sitting around. So it was... uh, Esposito's
1: how movies have shots of you and him, don't they?
2: But they're his movies, you see. And stills, a couple of stills in there. That's right. And when they were taking the the cine, uh, because there was some footage on us in Hawaii, yeah. We were on the beach, mm. we were at the pool, you know, we were c- comparing moves by the pool, you know, he was giving it this, I was giving it that, I mean, there's, there's, some, there's some funny so, stuff. Yeah. And he said, I'll let you have it. As soon as we get it developed, he says, I'll All send right. you, co-. I never had it.
1: But then now will say it publicly.
2: Yeah, well, I said to Esposito, where's the... The rest of it. Where's the film? Yeah, but yeah. where is it? I don't know. He said, I, you know, this was just after. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what happened to it, but they did have it. Because then Priscilla called me up. And she said, um, I, "I'm putting together whole movies, and you're on some of it in Hawaii. And I have to have it a, a, a release." Right. It's reported that you
1: that you and Sinatra sat down once and finally tried to help Elvis ease the drug habit, which killed him. Why did you never?
2: Well, Frank Sinatra um, said to me, "Have you have you called Elvis?" I said, i tried to get through. They wouldn't let me through." So this this was he, near the end. Wasn't when it? he was in hospital.
1: Right.
2: And uh, he said, well, I got through him." And and I said, well, I couldn't. I said, and I called from London. I was living in Weybridge at the time. And I told him where I was, but I don't think they believed me. And they wouldn't even admit that he was in the hospital. But I know he was. But Sinatra got through whatever. But I didn't talk to anybody before that. I just called the hospital, you know, right Right. away. And Frank said, you know, he's he's in a bad way. And, you know, we could, you should should call him. He said, get to him and, and talk. He said, I tried to talk to him. He said, you try.
1: So you couldn't really do anything?
2: I couldn't. I used to try to, you know, I mean, I would try. But he, wouldn't, he would never admit, you know, that the only time, well, twice he admitted was when he said, I, he tried everything. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. He had tried, but he didn't say he was or specifically what? still on it. And any time, uh, he wouldn't drink booze, or uh, very rarely he'd have a, a drink. But he was always drinking uh, bottled water. But he would go into the bedroom, and come out, and you know. Yeah. But he would never say anything.
1: So it was kind of the the world the, an open secret. Exactly. Among the group. That's right. Because it certainly didn't get out into the public at the time.
2: No, but, but um, um, I, I I met somebody that was at his house one time. A girl actually, and she said that she had been um, asked if she would like if she would like to meet Elvis Presley. So she says, of course. And uh, she, it was in Hefner's house in in uh, Chicago. She was a <coughs> a model, and because she said, you know, I I just saw Elvis Presley, what what a sad state he's in, and I said, well, what do you mean? And she said, well, I was asked if I'd like to go to his house, and she said, he's sitting there, he's overweight, and they're rolling one joint after another for him. And I thought, how the hell do you see this, right? And I'm with him, yet he would not smoke a joint in front of me. He wouldn't. You know what I mean?
1: Well, maybe he had an image to maintain in front of you.
2: Maybe so. And he knew, I mean, I'd expressed my feelings about drugs.
1: About the whole drugs culture. Yeah. yeah. So he
2: stayed away from it. You were also known to shout, though, get
1: on with it when he started rambling on stage. I mean, yeah. he most of times got pissed off with the whole thing when he did his 40-minute monologue on karate.
2: Well, yeah, I would, you know, I would, <laughs> I would G him up a bit, you know, and say,
1: hey. Yeah, but, but... but
2: but you could only go. No, I never wanted. So far. Yeah, I never wanted to upset him. Right. So I would do it sort of tongue in cheek.
1: Do you know wish you should have? You could have got there and grabbed him by the shoulders or, or give a punch to the guys who were rolling the joints and keeping him.
2: I think I could have. I, I think I could have done something. I think. Yeah. When it was too late, I thought, Jesus Christ! You know, I mean, the man might have been reaching out and just didn't know who to to reach to. Yeah.
0: Hi, Joe Jackson here again. I thank you for listening to this edition of the Joe Jackson Interviews podcast. And if you want to read some of the Tom Jones articles I wrote out of that chat and our two or three subsequent meetings, check joejacksoninterviewer.com.